Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Let's begin now. Time to bleed. 2 a.m. I don't know if you're hammered. I don't know if you're alive. I don't know if you're just whatever you are. Working the graveyard shift. Deciding to just now get to your house and turn on your radio. It doesn't really matter, damn it. All that matters is that you're probably listening to 610 Sports Radio. Because we're the only radio station to give you continuous 50 damn hours of content. Because your team, the Kansas City Chiefs, are going to the damn Super Bowl. Unbelievable. I don't care if you like me or not. You got me for the next four damn hours. That's right. Your bed. Time to sleep in it. Radio.com app. 610 Sports Radio. Dusty Likens, Nick Price. My microphone's sleepy. I'm not. I left this place at about 7.30 p.m. That seems like a life year ago. I don't even know if that word makes sense. But it happened, and now we're here. And now we've got to do this until Fesco takes over. That's right. Those guys on Monday morning. I'm sorry. It's already Monday morning. But who gives a rip? The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, and that's all that matters. They're going to that place that Will Smith sang about in 1997, where the party's in the city on the heat of the dawn all night till the break of dawn. Welcome to Miami, the home of beautiful women, beautiful quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes and Jimmy Garoppolo. Everybody's going to fit in, except me. I'll probably get there somehow, and you're damn right I'll be shirtless. If I could ride a horse through the water like Patrick Mahomes did in preseason, but all this was set in stone. We tried to tell you back in August they were going to be here. We tried to tell you back in July they were going to be here. You didn't want to listen. You thought, don't jinx it. We're these fan bases. We're going to get to you. We're going to get to you, New England. We're going to get to you, Buffalo, Miami, Jets, Pittsburgh. It's the Chiefs time, and it's real. And it happened tonight at Arrowhead because of somebody named Patrick Mahomes and also a team called the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, 610 Sports Radio. 50 straight hours of sports radio content all the way up until 6 a.m. where they take you over on the normal slated shifts. Fesco, 6 to 10. Cody and Gold, 10 to 2. CDOT and Levine, 2 to 6. But wait, there's more. Nick Price and I will then join you again from 2 to 6 a.m. tomorrow morning. You know, Dusty, ever since I got into sports radio, I've been dreaming of co-hosting the two to six slot with you. You got it, baby. We finally got it. Here we are. Look at us. Look at us. Look at us. I didn't see this coming. Who would have thought? Not me. And that's homage to Paul Rudd, who was there tonight as the, what they call him, the the, uh, the cheerleader or something like that? The celebrity cheerleader? Talking about like the the drum leader? Right. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, this isn't. That's fun. This isn't Ben Maller, 816. It's Dusty Likens and Nick Price because we give a rip about this town and your ears and this content 
and you're getting Chiefs radio talk with a little bit of excitement because my boss believes in me. Maybe not too much since he put me on from 2 to 6 a.m., but that's, not a, that's a different story of another day. I've got a voice. I've got an ass. I've got a chair and a microphone. So let's do this. 50 hours for 50 years here on 610 Sports Radio. Thanks for joining us. Big Lance, he's in the house. It still feels like a dream. Get out of that mentality, Lance. I'm done hearing it. It's not a dream. It's real. We'll get to that as well. It's no longer a dream, fans. Stop saying it feels like a dream. It's not. It's not how it feels. It's real damn life. Let's get going. It's happened. It's finally happened. And that's where I want to talk to you folks about this whole, it feels like a dream. Pinch me. I feel like I'm asleep. Wake up. The Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, whether you want to believe it or not. You want to be a hater? That's fine. The Chiefs are a certified G of a team. They got a guy at quarterback that's going to go to a lot more of these, and this is just the start. 50 years ago, it happened. I wasn't alive. A lot of people weren't alive. Some were. Some people still remember 65 power trap, Hank Stram being mic'd up. Some people still believe all that stuff. That's fine. Irrelevant to me. You know what's relevant to me? All those years of losing in the playoffs to no punts, to freezing my ass off as a seven-year-old kid, not knowing why snot's coming out of my nose, and I don't even have a cold. All those long drives from Arrowhead after a playoff game, just disappointed, just thinking this should have been different. You sound too sad. You need to be happier. I'm good. I'm feeling great, Dusty. I hear that. But it is real. This is the team of the future of the NFL. This is your team, Kansas City. This is your time. You shouldn't be asleep. You don't have to be listening to us, but metaphorically, don't ask people to pinch you because it's just going to hurt. Don't ask people to splash water on you. You're just going to be wet. Believe it. It's happened. This was the game last year that seemed so much tougher than it was this year because it just didn't feel like it might have been your year. You were still playing New England. You were the surprise team. You had the rookie slash first year as a starter in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes, playing for the first time. This year, it felt a little different. Your quarterback's on the cover of Madden. Your quarterback's the defending MVP. It's the 100th year of the NFL. It's the 50th anniversary of the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl. Last year when you played New England, you were so damn close. You blamed D. Ford for a long time. Seven to eight months, probably. You lost the coin toss. I was here last year talking about overtime rules and some jack wagons from Boston called in. And I dealt with that early in the morning after a loss. Now, this team's going to Miami. It was like once the Chiefs this year got past the scare tactic thing, Everything else was gravy train, and they were on biscuit wheels. Because if you think about that Houston Texans game, I'm guilty as hell, Nick Price. I'll put my hand up to the sky. When it was 24 to nothing, I turned into my father. I said, here we are, another year, another heartbreak. I'll never believe success can happen to this team because they're just blatantly cursed. It's always going to be this way. Text group of friends, I don't want to watch any of it. 
They respond, aren't you doing part of that as your job? Piss off. I get it. And the Chiefs come back. Why? Mostly because of 15 other elements is too. It's 11 guys on each side of the ball that take care, a lot of credit for this game. And that game happens, and you think to yourself, maybe things like this don't happen to teams that aren't all about fate. Teams that dream are teams like the Titans. Holy cow, we're playing in the AFC Championship game. This is bizarre. How'd we get here? Ryan Tannehill? That's interesting. Derrick Henry? Yeah, it makes sense. The Chiefs were here the year before. This was all a business trip. This was unfinished business narrative type stuff. And when they played this game tonight, yes, the week might have been long because you were anticipating trying to get to that point. Finally getting to Sunday night or afternoon, 2.05, playing the Titans. Just get me to that game. And you were down 17-7. to And you just felt different. You started to feel different about it this year. It's just a confidence. You just, yeah, you got to your all-time low last week to where you told yourself, probably like I did, probably like a lot of people did. And if you want to be one of those passive-aggressive believers that were like, hey, man, it was never over until it was over, that's fine. I get that. I love you for that. Positivity is great energy. I just didn't have it, and I'm being honest with you. And then the tide turned. Dirty Dan stopped him on a fourth down. Bill O'Brien didn't go for it on fourth and inches, fourth and one, kicked the field goal, didn't have a play ready. And you're like, you know what? That's the kind of stuff that happened to the Chiefs and Andy Reid a few years ago. That kind of stuff isn't happening now. And that's part of the time where you can tell yourself it's happening. It's really, really happening. And now that you're on your way to the Super Bowl, You have to realize that when plays happen and when things happen, you just have to connect the dots of success. And part of the things from success is when you see plays that happen, like Patrick Mahomes running the ball 27 yards for a touchdown. It sounded a little bit like this. Second and 10 as that Tennessee defense drops back. As long they try to make a diving and tipped it by Holmes who tiptoes inside the 10. Still not down. Oh, run! Out of this world! Touchdown, Kansas City! That play are types of plays that happen when it's real and it's not a dream. That's your quarterback known for his glorified rocket, whatever that thing's called in Madden, extra boost type of thing. I should know that rocket arm, Madden X thing. X Factor. There you go. Yeah. That's what that's that kid's known for. That kid turned that play in with his legs, and he did the whole almost like John Elway helicopter thing into the end zone, and then he hit you with a gorgeous flex that's been popular since the Final Four. All this stuff has been there before. It's not a dream. It's reality. It really happened, Kansas City. And, oh, by the way, if you think the Chiefs are too arrogant, you think that they start all the talk, remember before this game started, it was the Titans who lined up as the Chiefs came out in introductions on the Chiefs logo. I'm not here to tell you what the rules are, but I can tell you that is a no-no when it comes to sportsmanship before a game. And what Pete Sweeney said on the pregame show, oh, I don't know, 
12 hours ago when I was here, Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, when he goes into the locker room, he doesn't even step on the arrowhead. He goes around it. What the Titans do? You started the fire, man. And all I can tell you is Patrick Mahomes put it out. The 24-year-old kid, he's here for 15 more years. This is year one of going to the Super Bowl. There's a lot more coming. And oh, by the way, Bob Sutton, I hope you watch this one. And if you didn't, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I'm really nervous because I really think Crazy Ray is beyond himself in this phone call. So, Crazy Ray, I have my finger on the dump button. I didn't get a chance to, like, talk to him or anything. Crazy Rocco Ray, you... picked up the phone. All so. right, man. Go ahead, Crazy Ray. What's going on, man? You got to feel it, man. I knew this was going to happen, but we're not done yet. We're going to win this dang Super Bowl. Here's the deal. 50 long years the whole fans are waiting. I am a Samoan. I created a Hakka. Just repeat after this. And fear KC, oh fear KC, oh fear KC, oh Mike KC, go Chiefs. You gotta feel it, man. Mahomes is here for a while. After two young, a young man that can go last year to the championship game. And this year, I told my dad, I said this. I told him, I said one of these days, Patrick Mahomes is gonna screw around and get us into a Super Bowl. Now we're we're in the Super Bowl. And if we're gonna go up there, we're gonna whoop. Tom Brady's butt. We're going to show them who we are. We're going to win it. Okay, well, I don't think they're playing Tom Brady this year, Crazy Ray, but I appreciate the phone call. It'll be Jimmy Garoppolo, so maybe like the prodigy of Tom Brady, right? Right, right. I love the energy, though. That's what we need, You know, man. that's exactly what we need. That's what we're here for. 217, about to be 218 in the morning. Nick Price, I know you don't want to hear this. It's called optimism, but... Uh, Less than four hours from the show being over. That's crazy. Pretty crazy. Time it's going to fly by. You know it's going to oh, fly yeah. by on a day like today. Oh, yeah. Next thing you know, you'll be picking up a short stack on your way home. Oh, you know it. I'm, I am I already have a plan, actually. I'm hitting okay. up that Chick-fil-A breakfast across the street. Oh, yeah, I work, it'll be open. I work here on too many Sundays to the disappointment of pulling by and seeing that that place is closed. Ah. Tomorrow, I'm hitting it up. Or I guess today. If you're up. And you don't want to go to sleep because what you just witnessed was something that can quite honestly give you insomnia. I get it. All you got to do is get over to the radio.com app. Or if you have an old school radio, just turn the dial to 610 Sports Radio. Leave it there. We're with you until 6 a.m. When Bob Fesco, Josh Klingler, and Ryan Wachowski take over. And Monday begins. It's technically already started, but in the show form, the main slate starts. We're doing 50 hours for 50 years, and it just makes sense after the Chiefs punch their ticket on the way to the Super Bowl. That game was interesting. That game was fun. That game the Chiefs trailed in 17-7. to It looked like one of those games where Mike Vrabel had really done his job pretty well. It looked like he really wanted to cut his penis off. He said it, not me. Again, that's not 2 a.m. content. That was literally content written on the wall at the beginning of the season. And when we went to this break, I said, I don't know if Bob Sutton is watching this game, but I doubt if he was because he's probably up past his bedtime at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Championship swagger. It's real, and it works with this team. 
that's something that has to be bought into. That's not something that people just go around and say, hey, we have a championship swagger about ourselves. No, no, no. That's a message that gets brought up at some point in the year. Yes, it gains attention as you move on throughout the season because it becomes more and more relevant as you get towards the end of the season. But this is something that was bought into back in July when this team was going to St. Joe for training camp. Championship swagger. The leaders became vocal and they became present early. We always knew that Travis Kelsey was a leader of this team and a leader of this offense. That's a given. You knew that it was Patrick Mahomes' locker room once Alex Smith set sail. That, again, was a given. But it was two guys that came over in a deal that Brett Veach had made. He went out and signed Tyron Matthew. He also went out and traded and paid for Frank Clark. A new 55 in town. The old one didn't cut it. And it took two games. It took three consecutive losses at home at Arrowhead for this team to kind of figure it out. You remember early? They can't stop the run. We're going to do this again. I really hope this is a different team than last year's team because I can't take more heartbreak in the AFC Championship game. Spoiler alert, you didn't suffer heartbreak. But it took two games to me to really develop this team's championship swagger to where everyone bought in. I get it that Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew have been the leaders of this team the entire year. Frank Clark wasn't even healthy the entire year. And he was still a vocal leader. But when it comes to this team and it comes to this core, and you remember listening to Jay Binkley, the summer of spags. You remember listening to this team being told to the media, to the networks, this defense is just gelling at different times. And now, you hear audio of Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew say, it's a different time. Landlord, rent's due. Let them nuts hang. Frank Clark, don't run to this side. Grown man football, Frank Clark. Frank Clark, pinched nerve in his neck. Lost 18 to 20 pounds. Three sacks in the divisional round. The game ending sack in the AFC championship round. It's guys like Frank Clark and Tyron Matthew that help buy in to this core. It's guys like that that would never have worked with Bob Sutton because that's not his style. Guys like Spagnola are the ones that when they come out on this team and they teach this team their style of defense, they find their dogs and they say, that's your yard, go play in it. You know the concept, just get it done. And Chiefs fans for years have heard the nonstop banter versus them. No one can defend this team. Eric Berry was the leader slash quote voice. He was the guy. And this is not a knock on Eric Berry. It's just a different type of team. Eric Berry was the alpha male on defense. When they said his name, people were like, oh, yeah, that's our guy. But you didn't hear a lot of what Eric Berry had to say. 
One, because he wasn't playing. Again, it's not a knock on Eric Berry. It's just a different type of team. You're just seeing a different type of leadership. And that's with what this, this team. team's about. That's why this team works in the way they do work. That's why when we set up this topic and we say championship swagger, yes, it might be overdone, but it's real and it works, parentheses, with this team. Because the guys on this team, starting with Spagnola, starting with Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, Chris Jones, it's been a different Chris Jones this year. And I get it. You can say, well, he missed the divisional round. He got hurt. He showed up today, man. He played hurt, and he played well. The numbers are out there on the social media platform. Go look them up. Chris Jones showed up today, and Chris Jones played well for the time possessions that he was on the field. Now, what I have to make sure that everybody is very clear of is that this team has a guy like Frank Clark. And everyone hears Frank Clark. You do. I do. Different hosts do. You can take his words and you can treat them any way you want. Motivation, smack talk, bullets and board material, truth, exaggeration. But none of it is brought up by him. If you remember, it was Carlos Hyde in that week seven game against the Chiefs where he looked into the cameras on CBS and said they can't bleep and stop us. It was the team talking smack to Frank Clark and that defense. They answered back. When this team was told it's all about Derrick Henry, Frank Clark was like, he's not that hard to tackle. He's just a big dude that runs well. Lived up to the challenge. Frank Clark said this is a bad mf and team. He ain't lying. Why is all this happening? Because Bob Sutton is not in control of this defense anymore. Bob Sutton has left this universe of Chiefs Kingdom, and they have a persona in there that lets the big dogs eat. Spags was the missing link, and it has proven itself. It might not have originally worked with what Spags had drawn up and what his idea of what this defense could be, but it was after that Titans game in week 10 where they gave up 188 on the ground where they would only give up 100 yards rushing the rest of the year. And that was to Josh Jacobs in Oakland. That's it. No other running back since week whatever that was against the Raiders. Week 12, week 11, week 13, I don't know, was when they played him at Arrowhead. That's the last time somebody's ran for 100 yards against the Chiefs. And at the beginning of the year, no one could stop the run on this defense. That changed because of the persona. Greg and KC, you get us before we go to break. What's up, Greg? Greg. I think Greg fell asleep. Greg's gone. That's okay. Call back. Phone lines are open till I don't know, 6 a.m. Tuesday morning. 50 consecutive hours of sports radio because the Chiefs are celebrating their 50th year in the NFL. The Chiefs are going to Miami. The Chiefs have beaten the Tennessee Titans tonight. And the Chiefs have two weeks from yesterday. I know it's Monday, but it still feels like Sunday. But wasn't this year always Super Bowl or bust? I'm all about this. You want to call in? You want to talk on the air? You want to stay up till 6 a.m.? You don't want to go to bed? That's fine. Greg, 
I'm nervous, man. Don't make me be nervous, man. Keep it clean. Let's hear what you got to say on Sixteen Sports Radio's 50 consecutive hours of nonstop Chiefs talk. What say you, Greg and Casey? All right, first of all, let me put your mind at ease, baby. We're just like a kitty purring. I got you on granite footing. I'm going to take you home. I just want to make sure that by the time I hang up with you, which will be quick, I know that on radio we can't be drawn out and stuff, but I'm going to tell you, if if I know what the true kings are, Sun Tzu's art of war means study your enemy. Always know what they do, make them move first, and then attack. And what the Chiefs are going to do, we we know the enemy. The enemy is San Francisco. Uh, they have a for they have a very it's a formidable opponent. I would say it's a formidable opponent. The only thing that I say is we got Angelo Dundee in our corner, and we got Muhammad Ali as our quarterback. And I'm going to tell you right now, we're not being stopped this year. It's not happening. I don't care what San Francisco thinks they can bring to the table. Um, we got every answer that they have. And we're we're seven moves down the line as the chess player plays. Uh, I'm a little bit of background. I lived in Northeast from 76, the year I was born, through 87. And my grandfather had season tickets way before me. And uh, they were on the 50-yard line, third deck, uh, about 15 rows up behind the Chiefs bench. So I was going to Chiefs games in the early 80s. And I was there, you know, wow, God. I was there when Warren Moon uh, set or tied the passing record, and you heard Stan Petrie and J.C. Pearson's name echo through the stadium all day long. The stadium was so empty that day that me and my brothers actually had a snowball fight in the stands. It was awesome. Um, and then we had, you know, the resurgence with Carl and Marty, and God bless them. And, you know, to all the Chiefs Nation that's out there, uh, we've paid our dues. We've shed our tears. We've shed our blood. We've given everything we have, baby. And I'm telling you what, it's our time. We're not going to be denied this year. I, it's, it, just like I talked about the granite ground that I made sure that you know you're calm on because you ain't going to get fined, not on my time, not on my dime. Uh, that's That's where I feel with this team. We are elite. And we have a beautifully yin-yang play off the defense, off the offense, a symmetrical team that at this stage, man, we are firing on. If we have 12 cylinders, we're firing on 15 of them. We're, we're not going to be denied. We, we, got the, we got the sheriff. Okay, so this is – I'm going to wrap it up here in the next minute. All, I, all I need is 60 seconds. And remember, the, the, the phrase that pays is one to go. So here it is. I'm watching the Lady in the Moon. I have a uh, uh, Neon Miller High Life uh, clock in my garage, and it'll tell me the time. So here we go. It is now, um, oh, God, if I can read the Time clock, for you gonna... to go. All right, Greg, I appreciate the phone call, man. You got to tell me, though. You said you're going to leave it short. <laughs> I'm going to keep it quick. You, I'm going to keep it quick. Cook. I'm going to get it out of here. I let you cook. It was like I five minutes. I appreciate the phone call. It was a great call. Had a lot of softness into it. I like that. You're bringing it home. 
We got a subject a little bit later. It's for you. You just got to stay up a little bit later. I think you're going to be all right staying up. I dig the Miller High Life clock. I'm all about the Miller High Life. I mean, we're big High Life guys on our show, you know? Well, I mean, you're more of a claw guy. I mean, yeah, but. Boy, that was fun. That was that was interesting. All right. What's also interesting about this team is what we said, exactly what we said before we sent this off to break and before we got that excellent phone call from Greg and Casey, which sounded like the guy that's like the bad Mizzou fan. Mm-hmm. It's like, really? Really? I mean, really? So what's interesting about this is that at the beginning of the year, like we said earlier in this show, wasn't it always Super Bowl or bust this year? And I get it. The NFL season is short, but it's also long. It's a weird season how the NFL works. The parody of it, the different storylines that can emerge, the MVP talks that can be just completely disintegrated once the playoffs start. But this team just had the feeling all year they were going to Miami. And for the last, I want to say, month and a half, if you don't believe me, you can go to the 610 Sports webpage. You can go to our show, Out of Bounds, that plays every Saturday. We'll be back this Saturday from noon until 3 p.m. We told you every game was a business trip. It was always about Miami. It wasn't where they played, but when they played. And they were going to play in February. I'm serious. Like We've been talking about this for a solid two months now. They went 12-4 and last year. It just felt different. Like it felt like maybe the Titans. Like they weren't supposed to be that good last year. Like they just kind of came into something. They found this Mahomes guy. Right. And they're like, wow. And it was Mahomes' first year as a starter. And before the season started, yes, there were a few that were like, he could be an MVP. I'm not saying he can't. There were a few people out there that were like, you know what? They could be decent. Let's see what they can do. 10 and 6, maybe 11 and 5. Nobody saw 12 and 4. And then they found themselves playing the Patriots in the AFC Championship game at Arrowhead as the one seed in the NFL playoffs on the AFC side of things. No one saw that offense clicking like it did. 50 plus, 5,000 plus from the QB. Mahomes was the league MVP. And this team was just awoken by it last year. Because in years past, you didn't have a quarterback that could throw the ball. You had Alex Smith that could throw it, but he couldn't chuck it like Mahomes. And you threw Tyreek Hill's speed, Travis Kelsey's elusiveness, Sammy Watkins was different. All of a sudden, it was like, holy cow, this team's really damn good. This offense is something else. We haven't seen an offense like this since uh, New England and Denver. And then you go into this year, and just like everything else, once you've done something and you've done it well, you have to find the next thing to be good at. And yes, Patrick Mahomes missed two and a half games this year. Yes, this team went 4-0 to start the, start the year. They won their first two games on the road. They then went at home against what would have been maybe the AFC Championship preview. Didn't happen for one team. And then you lost some back-to-back weird games. You lost to the analytic Frank Reich Indianapolis Colts, who had the time rallied behind Jacoby Brissett, and you lost 19-13 to at home. Then you started off really good against Houston, 
and then you lost that game at home, 31-24. to And those would be two of the three games that you would lose consecutively at home. And then all of a sudden, people might have thought, maybe it's not about the Super Bowl. No, it was always about the Super Bowl. It's just the NFL season is a little bit longer than maybe you would think when you have Super Bowl or bust on your mind. And then it really got bleak. In that game against Denver, when Patrick Mahomes' kneecap goes out of place and you're like, okay, how hard is this going to be on the team? How long are we going to be staring at Matt Moore as a quarterback? What's this mean for the Chiefs? Madden curse. Now it may not be Super Bowl or bust. No, no, no. It was always Super Bowl or bust. Then Mahomes comes back on November 10th. That dates a little bit to a memory real quick because that was the last time he played the Titans. And it was like, okay, Patty's back. Chiefs have the team back to kind of a little bit of full strength. Eric Fisher's still not 100%. Let's see how this team plays. Cam Irving's still the left tackle. I'm a little nervous. Mahomes is 70%, and he comes out firing. And he has a really big offensive production of a day. But they lose. And you tell yourself, man, we had that game won. This team had it. This team was leading. This team lost it in the final seven minutes. This seems like the same type of Chiefs season. They haven't lost since. They learned a lot in that game. They learned that they got to keep their foot on the gas. They got to put teams away. And like Nick says, they learned. They became that championship swagger. They became that team that you're currently watching because that team hasn't lost since. My tally does correct me. It is now 71 consecutive days The Chiefs have not put an L anywhere near their schedule. Again, it's always been Super Bowl or bust with this team. It just may not have looked as promising with how the NFL always seems to play out. Well, like at the beginning of the show, you know, you kind of talked about how Chiefs fans right now are like, pinch me, I'm dreaming, I can't believe this. That's kind of how last season was, was like, wow, like Mahomes 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yards. We got the MVP, we're in the... AFC championship game against Tom Brady and the Patriots going to overtime. I can't believe this. This year, it was very, very real. And you know that this team was legit when you came into this year. And the thing that's also special about this team this year is that some of the main rostered guys, McCole Hardman, Juan Thornhill, who I know wishes he could be a part of this because he's a big part of this season, Frank Clark, Tyron Matthew, Terrell Suggs, guys like that, Nowhere near this team last year. Didn't even have a part in this team last year. You could fool me this year with the way these guys talk. This team got taken over by what we've already talked about in the championship swagger. This team took over when it became a belief. And we'll play audio in the 4 o'clock hour. I promise you that's a really lazy tease. But when you hear these guys talk, the powers that 15 can bring have completely emerged as the powerful force in this team. And it is a lot to do with number 15. It's a lot to do with who is the head coach. And now you get the sense that it's time for Andy. The streak is continued. Another caller awaits coming back from a break. That's three in a row. If we can do this all the way until 6 a.m., I'll do the entire four hours tomorrow shirtless in Bob Fesco's chair. That's a promise. That's not a bluff. Doug Leewood, tell us about the Hungry Dog defense. 
Fellas, put on a fresh cup of coffee. Uh, uh, first of all, if it gets to be the last five minutes of any game where a C Spagnolo defense is calling the shots, and we got T Sizzle, Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, and all the rest of the hungry dog. All right. Back in on 610 Sports Radio. 15. The hazards of taking calls at 3 in the morning. That's why you got to be a pro, man. That's why you got to take them well, we dunk classes. We got this locked down. That's all right. We're pros here. I've worked aboard a time or two. Nick Price, Dusty Likens, we're with you here on 610 Sports Radio. 50 consecutive hours. I think now we're down to like 40. 39-ish consecutive like more hours know, to it's go. It's kind of all blending together at this point for me. I really feel like this Chiefs season feels like a really good show on Netflix. We'll get to that point a little bit later. We'll play you all the great sounds from the game. Uh, from the post game that we heard, Frank Clark. It's been edited, so it's not as cool, but it's still awesome. What Chris Jones said, maybe what Terrell Suggs said, because he said that... Uh, he said Patrick Mahomes has it. And that's a guy that's played in this league for 17 years against a lot of guys that have probably had it. Remember that everything starts at 6 a.m. again. It's continuing all the way until tomorrow at 6 a.m. Nick Price and I will be on again from 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. on Tuesday morning. Therese Paler's show is tonight, a long time from now, but it's on tonight, 6 p.m., 7 p.m., and then it keeps rolling with different hosts and different takes, but it's all the same narrative. Miami. I just think that there's a lot of factors when it comes into this Chiefs team, but one's very true. This year, with this Chiefs team, Andy's time is now. You can tell this team just wants it for him. It's Andy Reid's time. It's long overdue. He's going to his second Super Bowl as a head coach of an NFL team. 15 years. You think it's been long in the Chiefs family? Oh, it's been really long in the Andy Reid family. This man has been so hungry for a Super Bowl title, it's disgusting. In a good way. You think of... All the success, all the guys and players that he's had in the league that either at some point give you a piece of audio where they tell you, I love Coach Reed. Coach Reed's like a father. Coach Reed deserves this more than anybody. You felt it tonight when you watched Jim Nance present the Lamar Hunt Award. You heard the crowd chant, Andy, Andy. You saw Mahomes and Kelsey get together, raise their fists in celebration, Hearing the crowd chant Andy Reid's name. You don't quite get that feel around the league with other coaches because other coaches don't damn near closely come enough to deserving it the way Andy Reid has deserved it. The entire talk of Andy Reid the last five years was, is he a Hall of Fame coach without a Super Bowl title? Because a lot of people had given up hope that Andy Reid could get over that hump to get to the Super Bowl. He's going again. And like we've always stated on the show, Out of Bounds, Saturdays, 12 to 3, 610 Sports Radio, part of Live and Local. 
What we said about Andy Reid is that if he can just knock down the domino, it seems that many seem to follow behind it. He's been to a Super Bowl. He's going back again. He's going to have to dig deep into the archives and remember the prep, remember the type of schedule it is, know that Radio Row is there, the interviews that happen, all that type of stuff. But this team's different. Hell, he has been a part of half the league's coaches for the last damn near 15 years. I saw a graphic tonight. He got the Eagles to hire Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl for the Eagles. Part of their success was because Nick Foles was able to fill in as the backup quarterback when Carson Wentz went out. Nick Foles wouldn't have been in that Super Bowl if it weren't for Andy Reid. Not because he coached him, but because he talked him out of retirement that previous year and said, hey, man, if you still feel like you can play and there's a little bit of love, again, I'm just spitballing here. But he got Nick Foles to get back into the saddle, and that helped Philadelphia win a title. John Harbaugh in the Baltimore Ravens won a title. An Andy Reid guy. Ron Rivera went to a Super Bowl. Lost. Andy Reid guy. Sean McDermott, the coach of the Bills, got that team going again, became a little bit of a popular talk this year. Andy Reid guy. And all of these guys come back to the original point, and they're like, man, we just love Coach Reid. You see how players react. When LaShawn McCoy was a Buffalo Bill and the Chiefs played the Bills, before the game started, LaShawn McCoy sprinted over to Andy Reid, gave him a hug like a kid that had seen its best friend in a long time. Andy Reid is a guy in the NFL that has so many accolades that there's only one thing missing, the Lombardi Trophy. There was only one thing missing from his legacy in Kansas City that happened seven years ago. It was getting to the Super Bowl. Yes, you don't expect him to get there in the first couple of years, but he built this team. It got stronger, and last year, yes, a surprise type of year, but he gets to the AFC Championship game. He doesn't have losing seasons. He keeps this team rolling. He keeps them focused, but he also keeps them loose. He's the best of both worlds when it comes to a head coach. Oh, and by the way, he got Alex Smith a really big contract after the age of 34. You see it all over Twitter tonight too, Dusty. All these former players, coaches, just people who have worked with Andy Reid before, congratulating him, being genuinely happy for him because Andy Reid – He's always been known for just taking care of his own. You know, he's always looking after his guys, looking after his people. Correct. Players love him. His coaches love him. And that's why, you know, you've kind of seen this team really lock in because you heard Travis Kelsey say it earlier this week. He was like, we're not just trying to get him there. We're trying to win it for him. Because these players actually care about Andy Reid on such a different level than right. just him being their football coach that they're willing to go out there and work a little bit harder put a little bit more time in because it means something for them to bring a Super Bowl ring for Andy Reid. And you might ask yourself, why not now? That's a fair assumption to ask. Why not now? The guy that's known as the quarterback guru that's had Donovan McNabb, Michael Vick, made Alex Smith relevant again in the NFL, wins division championships, has the trust of a locker room like a father figure. Has the love like a papa bear. You see the soft side. You see the tough side. 
You see the nerd side in the football. You see the fun side, eating cheeseburgers with my guy, Guy Fieri. And then all of a sudden, you're like, what's he need? Now he's got it. Now he's got Mahomes. Now he's got a defense led by somebody that he said who he wanted, who they signed, to where he can say, hey, man, it's your deal, not mine. Just take care of it. And all the QB narratives that he gets. And now he gets this kid. You just get the sense that Andy's time is now. The great ones always seem to get theirs, even if it takes a little bit longer as expected. Examples, I'll give you a few. Peyton Manning. I know Peyton Manning is not Andy Reid, but think about Peyton Manning's career. Could never beat Tom. Couldn't get to the Super Bowl. Even in college, could never beat Florida. When is Peyton Manning going to win? Is he ever going to win? And Peyton Manning got his. It took a little bit for Brett Favre, 1996, Green Bay Packers. They get to the Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden, Brett Favre's legacy began to come unfolded. Wins MVPs back-to-back. Wins the Super Bowl. Becomes the gunslinger that Favre is because he finally gets his. I get it. Not everybody gets it. There's guys like Dan Marino that are saying, I never got mine. You got your shot. You went to the Super Bowl, Dan. I can't help you there. But this will be Andy Reid's second Super Bowl appearance. Like everything else, if Andy Reid has tape, if he has prep and a history, he just kind of seems to figure it out. To steal a line from Sansa Stark, I may be a slow learner, but I still learn. I don't know if Andy Reid's a slow learner, but you do get the sense that this is his time and that everybody kind of wants to do it for Andy. You heard a lot of post-game, a lot of post-pressers tonight, and there was a lot of people who were like, I'm really hoping that Andy Reid gets it. In fact, Mike Vrabel himself was like, I know Andy Reid. I feel for the guy. You just kind of think that he deserves it. Again, misquoting, not saying it verbatim. And I'll say this. I know Andy Reid's a heavy dude. But damn it, I need about five Chiefs players to hoist him up if they win the Super Bowl. No doubt. I need more than just a Gatorade bath. San Francisco and Casey again. And Joe Buck again? Oh, hell yeah. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.